Constant Contact, a digital marketing platform that helps small businesses and nonprofits of all sizes build, grow, and succeed. With email marketing, contact management, industry-leading list growth tools, social media ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses connect with customers, find new ones, and sell online, all from one easy-to-use platform. They've been trusted by millions of businesses to help improve their marketing. With a 97% deliverability rate, you can rest assured that your customers and potential customers are getting the right message at the right time. With a simple interface, Constant Contact's easy-to-use platform makes contact management easier than ever. Their list growth tools help you find a bigger audience fast. Lead generation landing pages, text to join, and social media ads are proven to grow your list and drive engagement with your brand. With thousands of integrations, you can sync Constant Contact's tools with the tools you're already using. Powerful automation tools help you send the right message to the right person at the right time, every time. To start your free digital marketing trial today, visit ConstantContact.com. Oh, hey. Um, welcome. This is a um, take-home edition of the um, Fightback Media program here on Fightback Media. On um, We are on Spotify. We're on Spreaker. We're on Google Podcasts. We're freaking everywhere. Now, the reason that why this is loud and not normal sounding is because I do this program at the end of my workday as I'm driving home. You know, this is one of those things that I, I'm of the mind that we are we are living in a time where there are no gatekeepers. Praise the Lord. The gatekeepers of getting media out are, for the most part, gone. I think that there are people who are benefiting financially for reinstating the gatekeepers. I am not one of them. I am not one that says in order for you to do a podcast, you got to make sure that you're that you have the that you have to have the exact right microphone, that you have to have the exact right l- little studio, and that you need sound reinforcement and blah 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 because you're trying to sound like the professionals on CNN or whatever. Well, you know that's just a load of crap because it's really about the content. Frankly, yes, there are people who are not going to listen to this because. It, to their ear, it doesn't sound good. But I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to people who care about what I'm going to say. That's the deal. Do you care about what I'm going to say? And tonight's, uh, you know, and, and on tonight's drive, I'm thinking about coup behavior. Coup. Now we are. We have a lot of talk on the right and in Republican circles about uh, this this coup attempt to overthrow, literally overthrow a duly elected president in the name of Donald, you know, whose name is Donald Trump. His name is not 45, his name is Trump. Donald John Trump. And there is a, um, there is coup like, I don't know if there's a coup. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive here and be driving home and tell you that there's a coup going on because there's other people who are saying just that. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if there's a coup going on, but there's a whole lot of coup-like behavior going on. There's a whole lot of behind-the-scenes, underhanded, um, leaking leaking information. People who shouldn't be leaking information. People who work for the CIA. People who work for the FBI. People who who work in what what we're calling the deep state. Now, we have to talk about what the deep state is. What well, the deep state is, is that whole group of, of individuals that keep their job and their power 
regardless of who the president is. You know what I'm saying? They're that whole group of people that keep their jobs regardless of who the president is. And that a lot of time are isn't just the CIA head or the FBI head, but a lot of the deputies and a lot of the under understructure or, or infrastructure of these organizations that never change, who are there regardless of who they're who the head is, whether it's um, Joe Schmo or or Edgar Allen, you know what um, Edgar Hoover, uh, it doesn't matter, or George Bush, who was head of the CIA for a while, uh, you know it does it, it doesn't matter. There's this whole infrastructure of people who exist regardless. The whole infrastructure of people who are part of the IRS. The, the whole in, internal infrastructure of the Department of Justice, the whole internal infra, infrastructure of a lot of agencies, of guards, regardless of who the head is, these people are the neck. These are the people that make the thing go. And they stay for years. They are the unelected bureaucrats that make decisions that we live by. Their procedures suggestions end up being our laws that we have to live by. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people don't think about it. That We just don't think about it. We just go about our existence, go about our lives, and we don't think about that a lot of the things that the federal government um, makes us do aren't necessarily laws but they are procedures of these agencies that become law. They don't get voted on. They don't get discussed. No amendments are put up. That some group of bureaucrats writes a procedure and suddenly it's a federal law. It ends up in it ends up in the US code. On how you and I are supposed to interact with this agency of the federal government. It's completely anathema to what the founders would have wanted. They would be horror-stricken. Absolutely horror-stricken by what we've turned this into. What we've allowed to happen. I think, I think they'd be upset with the rest of us because we allowed it to happen. We had the document, we had the truth, and we just didn't do anything about it. We were just so complacent, so fat, dumb, and lazy that we didn't do anything about it. So that's what we, this is what we have now, and this is why these organizations now, with a president, for all sorts of reasons they don't like, and I will tell you the biggest reason. The biggest reason is that, that, President Trump has awakened a portion of the country that had been anesthetized over the past 30 years. Anesthetized. He has uh, he has offered them hope that the America that they had prayed for and wished for and wanted to live in is still a possibility. 
it's still a possibility that Christian America that Sunday go to meeting close America that America first that that exceptional America is still possible that we are not on our way or don't have to be on our way to be in some Euro trash country with socialized medicine and socialized this and government run that that we don't have to be that that nation anymore that we are not that that isn't necessarily a foregone conclusion frankly it's the same reason that I'm not putting Trump and Reagan in the same category because at this point Trump's had a lot more backbone he just has sorry sorry all you Reaganites but the idea is that he gave the nation hope that it could be the nation that they had hoped for that it was not necessarily headed down that that other path and and I'll be honest I, I don't think H.W. or Clinton or W. or Obama was headed the same direction as Trump or headed the same direction as a lot of America a, a lot of Americans or, or the country was headed in the direction of a lot of Americans and it wasn't just the the president it was Congress of course the most consistent thing in all of this mess of course is always Congress so I think that that what Trump has done and the Trump syndrome has done is woken up a lot of people like I said who were anesthetized completely and totally anesthetized they had been put to sleep they had just simply for the most part given up they knew that at some point there'd be socialized medicine they fought it we fought it during the tea party movement we argued against it and lost. We argued against same-sex marriage. Fought it, argued, and then eventually lost. The country that we grew up in, the country that we wanted for our children, was quickly slipping away. And we were like the old dogs that they just put to sleep when there was no more use for them. The Trump syndrome has woken some of those people up. Now, they don't necessarily come out and say anything, but they vote. And they show up the rallies. Just like at the end of the 2016 campaign, uh, when every poll in America, listen to me carefully, every poll in America was saying that Trump was going to get slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered in the 2016 presidential elections. It was going to be a huge embarrassment for Republicans and could indeed be the end of the Republican Party. You remember those? Just a few years ago, three years ago? Well, what we found out is that 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 wasn't true. What we found out was that that was mostly not true. Mostly it was false. False. 
and now we're getting the very same we're getting the very same messages from media and the polls just recently in what I think is very much a cool like behavior Rush Limbaugh says it's uh, a um, they're trying to present some images or illusions that there isn't any hope what, what the left has to do is crush hope and and, 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 in, and hopefully crushing hope what they do is re-anesthetize those people that in 2015-16 Trump awoke the sleeping giant the bear the left, the Democrat Party wants to put those people back to sleep and with the help of the media they, they will say they will frankly say anything and what's, and what's happening is even with um, this, this poll that supposedly just came out on, Fox, on, on the Fox News poll we found out two days later that it was completely and totally misinterpreted there's not nearly that big of a majority that want the President of the United States impeached and removed from office. That's creating an illusion for people to say, well, everybody wants it to happen, and guess what's probably going to happen? Right? So that's not what's happening at all. This is cool-like behavior. This whole impeachment inquiry, the way they're doing it, completely and totally to create an illusion that they're moving forward. When the fact of the matter is that, that they're not moving forward. How, how do we know? Well, you probably already heard the story that Matt Gates, who is a representative from U.S. Rep from the state of Florida, um, went to one of the hearings and was asked by the chair, I think it was Adam Schiff, to leave the hearing room. Now, Matt Schiff, open supporter of the president, loud supporter of the president, but a member of Congress. Think about this. Think about if this isn't cool-like behavior. A member of Congress, not on the committee that was meeting, but not everybody in the meeting room was on the committee. They were deposing witnesses. He did not ask to sit on the dais he wasn't going to ask he wasn't going to ask questions he was just sitting in the room as a sitting legitimate member of congress they did not go on with the hearing until the sergeant at arms removed a sitting member of congress from the room if that doesn't wake people up that the Democrats are participating in coup-like behavior, I really don't know what else is. I don't know what else could could. I don't know what else you have to see. I, I don't know what else you have to see. I just I just don't know what else you have to see. This is coup-like behavior, folks. That's what we're seeing. This is banana republic sort of behavior. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said, said that, that they want that they're going to continue the inquiries, and the Congress doesn't, the Constitution doesn't um, 
say they need a vote to do the inquiries. However, and I loved that my friend Chris Ann Hall also um, put into the um, discussion that if, and it's true, the Congress does not need a vote to proceed with inquir- with with impeachment inquiries. They, they don't. But if there is no official vote or official inquiries, then they 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 don't have subpoena power either. Nothing official, no official hearings, no subpoena power. Which means that people do not have to cooperate. They can subpoena they can subpoena people, but they don't have to show. And if they do show, they don't have to cooperate. They don't have to turn over documents. They don't have to turn over recordings. They don't have to do a damn thing. If the Congress isn't going to... If if the Democrats in Congress aren't just going to put on their big boy pants and write articles of impeachment against Donald Trump, then what the heck are they doing? Well, I'll tell you. They're trying to create an illusion of a foregone um, thing that the president is out. That he's not going to make it to and through the 2020 election. They're trying to create that illusion. When frankly, nothing is farther from the truth. The president is still drawing big crowds, huge crowds at rallies. The president is out raising uh, a number of his Democratic, his potential Democratic op- opponents. He's out raising them. He is, you know, what in all the regular political matrix matrixes, he's beaten the crap out of everybody. His approval rating amongst his own party is in the ninety percentile. Are you kidding me? What you're seeing, friends, is coup-like behavior. That's what you're saying. How's it going to end? I don't know. It's anybody's guess, really. My thought is that this election is going to happen. And the more I think about it, the more I think that we could have, we could possibly have, and I don't know if this is going to be true, but we could possibly have a Reagan like landslide to where not only the president wins the um, the electoral college but wins the popular vote as well in a way that hasn't been done since Reagan because of the pushback of the behavior of the Democrat party and the liberal left alright well thanks for um, spending some time with me on on, on our take home show, I'm almost home. And thanks for for dealing with all the all, all the car noise. I turned the AC off so we wouldn't have that going, but I'm not in a luxury vehicle. I'm in a 2007 on Toyota, so there's lots of road noise. Um, so, and I'm almost sorry about that, but not really. So, in any case, till we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. 
another beautiful morning in Commuterville. You, alone in your car, crawling down the interstate. Stuck behind the SUV from Maryland, but firmly in front of the sedan from D.C. There is a better way. Van pooling. Save on fuel. Get to work in a better mood. And help get cars off the road for the planet's sake. Learn more at vanpoolalliance.org. Ride on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank.